0: This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is September the 16th, 2018. Strong hand. Long-term thinking, this game is not rigged, unconfiscatable, offended by selling. Everything I talk about in this video is linked to below. Check out the link section below, disruptmeister.com to see all my old videos. Oh, I see some people are doing the super chat. We're going to get to you. Why not get to you right now? 4 dollars from Josh Kohout. Your show gets me through the graveyard shift. Bitcoin gives me hope for a better quality of life. Thanks, Adam. Well, thanks, Josh. Thanks for keeping it positive, dude. That's what I like to do. We keep it real positive around here. And I'm going to get to the other super chat in a second. First, I want to read this tweet off, which I think will get all you long-term thinkers in a good mood. This is from Matt Odell. I often hear Bitcoin doesn't interest me. I'm not a finance person. Ironically, The beauty of sound money is you don't have to be a finance person. In the current system, you're expected to manage a diversified investment portfolio or pay someone to do it. Bitcoin will make that optional. Dude, there's your answer. All right. Ride fast jumping high 420 sends $4.20 in Canadian dollars my way. Thank you. And he says, thank you for your incredible dedication to producing quality content. Your perspective on long-term thinking and personal responsibility has helped me value my wealth in Bitcoin and have a strong hand. I hope to say thanks in person someday. Ride fast, jump high, 420. Dude, thank you much. And I hope to meet you in person one day. I guess you're in Canada. You know, I hear Justin Trudeau is going to make smoking doobie legal up there. And thus, he'll be able to win election after election on that gimmick. Hey, do what you want to do, dude. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. If it blows your mind, it blows your mind. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Hey, but what I like about you, dude, it's not the 420 in your name. It's not the ride as, you know, it's not that. No. I like the Bitcoin, baby. It's all about the Bitcoin. And I see Jace, and thank you, dude. And JC in South Africa, dude, he says, awesome. JC, you are awesome in South Africa. We're going to talk about fiat in a second, about your fiat, about um, Iran and its garbageness. All right, but I do, you know, ride, ride fast, jump for high 20. Dude, you really do bring up a... a, a, a you, you flatter me, dude. Um, I'm glad you appreciate that I post a new show here every day. And I practice what I preach. I tell people conviction. Have, and you can tell I have freaking conviction because I'm doing this thing every single day except uh, on Rosh Hashanah, which has passed, and one of the days of Passover. But otherwise, check out the archives at DisfrontMeister.com. Watch all the old videos. We have a lot of new people here. and And – one thing that I am guilty of is I take it for granted that everybody here is used to what I'm doing. There's so many people who just who come here, they're like, well why isn't he talking about altcoins? Why won't he tell me what he thinks about Dogecoin? Why isn't he talking about ICOs? People, there is way m- more to cryptocurrency than all of that nonsense. It's Bitcoin. It's that simple. more simple. The more is simplicity. So I guess there isn't that much more since it's simple. But anyway, (laughs) no, it's as easy. Everything's complex. They're trying to make things seem so complex out there. All these big talkers talking about altcoins, ICOs, trading. It really is as simple as having a strong freaking hand, all you newbies and sort of newbies and people who haven't seen this before. So we're going to talk about the Australian Bitcoin auction of 2016 soon on this show in a few minutes and you're going to f- understand if you don't understand the power of having a strong hand and keeping it simple like that you will after i give this example because a lot of you weren't around in 2016 to to know about this australian uh auction which uh i still feel the ramifications of to this very day and you should also all right so um I wanted to mention Farzam Asani, Caitlin Long, and Andy Hoffman were on This Week in Bitcoin on Friday. Check that show out. Some say it was the best This Week in Bitcoin of all freaking time. I have This Week in Bitcoin every single Friday. Every single Saturday is the Beyond Bitcoin show. That was last night. It went like over 40 minutes. I talk about subject matters that go way beyond cryptocurrency. Check that out too. I had a lot of fun, and I'm actually going to talk about something from that video a little later on. Well, speaking of the great Caitlin Long, who again was on the show on Friday and was intensely and incredibly impressive. Um, We were talking, she explains the intersection of traditional finance and Bitcoin better than any person out there in a way that everyone can understand. Okay. So, um, someone brought up a, a great question uh from a viewer uh, he he mentioned the what happens when bitcoin becomes uh more private um are, are aren't the big banks going to be able to uh create fake bitcoin that way because people because these big banks aren't you're not going to know how much bitcoin they really have they're going to say they have more just like they do with gold and with certain stocks but she brought up a very interesting point she said that if it become if Bitcoin becomes more private, that some of these banks are gonna be like, they're gonna form their own Bitcoin because they're all about, and I shouldn't just should say banks, tremendous financial institutions that deal with all this crazy finance um, that are going to financialize Bitcoin, whether we like it or not. Um, they will be turned off because right now they don't touch Monero. There's all sorts of organizations that won't touch Monero because it is private. Well, if Bitcoin becomes more private. Um, these banks will fork off their own bitcoins. They'll, they'll, they'll forget about Bitcoin. They'll fork off. They'll create crypto dividends of Bitcoin that will not be private. That they'll be able to deal with. And I, like, I started thinking about this. I'm like, holy, oh my god! And she's like, yeah, they're going to be forced into a corner if that happens. Now we we don't know how private Bitcoin is eventually going to become either. So this could be a long way off. But it just opened my mind about crypto dividends. And, and the few now, again, for you, those of you who do not know, but some of you are new, crypto dividends are bit so, sometimes. There are people out there, they don't like the direction Bitcoin's going in, so they create their own coin. They fork off a Bitcoin, they create an airdrop of Bitcoin, and everyone who holds Bitcoin gets this one time dividend a crypto dividend. They get this new coin for free. We had B Cash in the past. We had B Gold. Um, we're going to talk about B Rhodium, which is an airdrop crypto dividend. But there are going to be these corporate crypto dividends in the future, whether because of, because of privacy concerns. And it might be because some of these big financial organizations, you're going to be enticed to give them your Bitcoin, which you shouldn't do. Uh, and, and they're going to create their uh, their own coins, uh, for those that give them their Bitcoin, uh, and, and, you know, free, you know, you'll get your free uh, uh, J.P. Morgan crypto dividend or, or whatever. But, but for many of us that are just going to be holders, we're going to get all these freakish corporate crypto dividends that I cannot even properly describe right now for free. And you know what? You can hate the you can hate you can be a hater of J P Morgan and whatever. Hey, let them do what they want to do. If they're going to give me free crypto dividends, pound that freaking like button. I say whatever, dudes. But so she opened my mind to this new era of crypto dividends that we're going to enter, perhaps in 2019, perhaps in 2020. And what you know, and if people again, if people want to play the games with those guys, fine, play your games with them. You know, let them hold your Bitcoin. I don't give a darn. Again, they will they will create their own enticement coins too. I guess that's the way I, I should. We'll give you ten of our uh, uh, our JP Morgan coins if you uh, if you let us invest your Bitcoin for you, or let us hold, be the custodial account of your Bitcoin. People will fall for it. But it, meanwhile, all of us holders are going to get these. JP Morgan coins and uh, you know Wells Fargo coins for free just by holding the original bitcoin that they fork off from. You know, and I, I could see I could see things where um, if they get freaked out by bitcoin becoming too private that maybe some of these centralized cryptocurrencies with big figureheads like bcash might approach these big organizations and say, "Hey, we'll never be private. Use us instead. Pretend we're the real bitcoin." Hey, Anything's possible, dudes. And th- those are for the people who say, you know, Bcash is dead and everything. It's never dead, dude, when they have a centralized figurehead. It's never dead when there are all these tremendous financial organizations that don't give a rat's talk about decentralization or centralization. They just care about making money and KYC. So if there's a nice KYC coin out there, they'll jump on that bandwagon and pretend it's Bitcoin or something like that. All right. So, uh, Enough about that crypto, but hey, let them create their own crypto dividends off of Bitcoin. Let them make us even wealthier. Because there'll be all sorts of sucker MCs out there that'll be like, yeah, JP Morgan coin. Cool. Because if they're if they're people that like Ripple now, surely there'll be people that like JP Morgan coin. I mean, jeez Um, all right. I mean, to tell you the truth. I would like JP Morgan coin more than Ripple. Hey, man, I got to be honest with you, man. This Ripple thing, what the? At least JP Morgan's being totally honest there. Yeah, we're making our own bank coin. That's it. That's what we're doing. The Ripple thing. And if again, if the JP Morgan coin is a fork of Bitcoin, I will like it more than a Ripple. I guess I should uh, clarify. All right. So what else will we have here? Oh, yeah. the few, <laughs> I can envision, you know, they had these jokes when um, the Bitcoin crypto dividend was really popular, when B-gold, b Diamond, and all these other ones came out at the same time. There was this uh, uh, coin market cap list of the future. It was like Bitcoin followed by B-cash, followed by B-gold, followed by b Diamond followed by all the Bs. Well, I can see in the future uh, a coin market cap top ten is it like it's going to be Bitcoin followed by J.B. Morgan Coin followed by Bank of America Bitcoin whatever all the all the bank forks of Bitcoin that are co- going to come out too. Uh, so you know, keep an eye on that. We'll see. We'll see how these crypto dividends evolve. You know, they might seem like they're down and out right now, but dude, free is free, and if there's a safe way to claim it, dude, I, And again, you would assume that the banks fork off from Bitcoin. That they'll create quite a safe way of uh, of claiming it too, and you know again, that'd be Trezor and, and Ledger and you know uh, what I call it? Uh, all of them out there will. Uh, well, what's this? The one I have sitting here right here, Digital Bit Box, will all make it easy to claim such corporate coins in the future. Hey, you know we're gonna have to deal with the. Cor- again, you can scream and cry. Oh, corporations the banks are horrible. They're the devil. Or you can be like, no, let them compete. Let them compete. I'm not worried because Bitcoin is the Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. If they want to give me their free corporate coin by forking off a Bitcoin, be my guest. Be my guest. Competition, baby. Let it, let it, because we already know the winner. BTC is the rock. And again, for you new people, you probably are a little confused by this. You're like, well, Bitcoin is the, I thought Bitcoin was old fashioned. I heard that Tron was the way of the future. You got a lot to learn here. Welcome to my channel. Okay. And don't ask me about Tron. So uh, <laughs> this is a freaking joke, please. Uh, centralized nonsense. Uh, and hey, learn what the Bitcoin having is, all you newbies. it's it's important to know. Pound that like button. All right. So what do we got here? Oh, so as mentioned above, you know these these big banks. People don't like them very much. It's been ten years since the financial crisis of two thousand and eight. And I want to know, did you do nothing and just worry the entire time and, like, sit in a hole and complain about how much you hated the banks and and scapegoat the banks for all your problems, why you lost your wife, uh, why your kids on drugs, I mean, uh, why you're fat and just blamed it on JP Morgan and the banks, or – Did you use these 10 years as a freaking time of incredible opportunity to better yourself, to get into freaking Bitcoin? Now, Bitcoin wasn't available all 10 years. And again, I didn't expect you to know about Bitcoin the first five years of the last 10 years. But these last five years, frick, I got into it in 2013. Were you sitting on your tuchus or complaining about the big banks or were you like, I, I want out of this. I don't like what happened in 2008. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be in debt to these banks anymore. I don't want to, you know, I, I I want to own what I own for real. And I want, I want the real thing. I want Bitcoin. I don't want to be in debt to these people. I don't want to play these games anymore. I don't, I'm not succumbing to peer pressure and having to have the latest and greatest thing to go into debt. Because again, it's your own darn fault if you're in debt To Bank of America and to Wells Fargo, and to all because you had to get something, didn't you? You had to get something that you didn't have the freaking cash for. And now you're in debt and now you're a hater of them. Whatever. You could have been a hater this 10 years, or you could have taken the opportunity to get into Bitcoin like a lot of us have. And we can, when you got the Bitcoin, you got the freedom and you got the understanding, and you know that personal responsibility is the new counterculture. So, I saw see these last 10 years as a great time of opportunity, as a time when these financial organizations inspired us to become more independent, to understand what personal responsibility is. And in the long run, they made us wealthier because 2008 should have been a wake up call to every single person with a brain that this, this thing ain't for me. This thing can all fall apart. This thing is based on debt. Debt isn't good. Feeding in is overrated. let, let me get into something real that's deflationary. That's Bitcoin. Okay. That's not this inflationary nonsense that doesn't depend on governments bailing out big organizations because they're too big to fail. We're gone. You know, the Bitcoin people We're gone from too big to fail. We can just laugh at it. But let me tell you something. If you have just been sitting in a hole for 10 years and complaining, you know, you still have an opportunity because I'm, you look back now and see, look, I missed out on the, these 10 great years of opportunity. What a time to be alive these last 10 years were. Well, guess what? These next 10 years are going to be even better. And it's just starting right now, people. So get in now. Get in now. People were laughing at me. When, you know, Again, you check out all my videos for the last five years. And when I was saying in 2015 to get Bitcoin for $400 a piece, to get 10 of them. And that you would be elite with 10 Bitcoin. And people wrote $400 is so expensive. Now, when people when people watch a video like this, they want to defecate on their freaking selves. They're so ashamed that they, didn't get, <laughs> that they didn't get to, they didn't spend $400. Like, oh my God, if I buy, if I spent $400 on Bitcoin, now I can't even get 0.1 Bitcoin. I can't even afford 0.1 Bitcoin now. Oh, woe is me. No, not woe is you. Because imagine what you're going to be seeing in 10 years if you don't get Bitcoin right now in 2018. but was 2028. That's many havings away. That's three havings away. Do you even know what a freaking having is? Learn right now. All right. So, but for all you holders, for all you long-term thinkers, for all you people who've been not just watching this video, not just been talking the talk, but been walking the walk, baby, you are darn happy right now. And I love you. And I love meeting you guys. And it's always a pleasure, baby, seeing everybody in person pound that freaking like button. This is just a start brothers. This is just a start and sisters Caitlin long pound that long like button. All right. So where we got here, we got another one here. Um, this is from a uh, Wolf Josh, I guess his name is Josh Wolf. And this is about thinking outside the box people. All right. He says U S student debt, $1.5 trillion. It doubled in the past decade wait a second, wait a second, wasn't I just talking about the past decade? How it was a time of opportunity. Yet so many people that got, instead of using this as a time of opportunity, a lot of people, I guess, were confused. They thought, well, if I go into debt and go to this college, it's going to help me out. But no, it didn't help a lot of people out. They got into debt. If they were thinking outside the box, Think about the people, instead of going into debt to go to college, if they just would have bought Bitcoin. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. What a deal. What a deal that was. So it's second only to mortgages, the debt, the student loan market, plus the main lender is the U.S. government. Um, quarter, the second quarter of 2018, more than 10% of student loans are 90 days past due or over 90 days past due. So we got a, we got a bad situation here. Over the last 10 years, instead of taking the opportunity to get into Bitcoin, people got into some major debt here. But again, people, the first step is getting out of that debt. But I just wanted to contrast, you know, what you could have been doing. So you could have been crying and complaining these last 10 years. You could have been going into student debt. Ouchie, ouch. Again, and the government tells you to go into student debt. The government is the the person lending you the money there, okay? $1.5 trillion in student debt doubled the past decade freaking believable! Get out of that paradigm, people. Get into Bitcoin. You can learn everything on the internet. Um, again, if you do have, if you want to, there's some social reasons to go to college. We're not going to get into that right now. Most of the time these days, just get, the, get in the out of debt, get your Bitcoin, then you know worry about education. All right. So um, that here's another value your wealth in Bitcoin situation. Uh, for you. A tweet from the great Matt O'Dell. God, I hope I'm not, I've got so much written down here to talk about today. Sundays, I always have a lot to talk about. Uh, all right, here it says, the fiat experiment of the last 50 years has already failed. The sooner you realize it, the more Bitcoin your family will have when it plays out in full. Keep an eye on the weaker economies. Their currencies are already beginning to fail. It will get worse before it gets better. Now, when we're talking about the US dollar failing, I don't think it's gonna fail. Again, it's just this slow creep of inflation that you know 10 years later, you're like, wait a second, I, I could have gotten so much more with this $10 10 years ago. Why am I still, why have I been valuing my wealth in dollars? Why have I been doing this? But again, in these other in these developing countries, it's much, much worse. We mentioned South Africa. I wanted to bring out South Africa because my buddy JC, who was hanging with me in freaking Johannesburg back in March, who has got, I got I came a t-shirt, right? You got a t-shirt of mine now, brother. Um, no, we, we were hanging out talking about subject matters of this sort, I guess, and we had talked about this on Twitter before. So a place like South Africa, you'd be crazy not to be valuing your wealth in Bitcoin right now. You'd be absolutely crazy considering the, the, the RAND being a, basically a trash... I mean, the RAND compared to most currencies in this tremendous world of ours, or in developing nations, the RAND is, amongst developing nations, the RAND is probably a pretty darn good currency. Um, But again, it's not a good currency. You know, compared to the dollar, it is not. And then, of course, compared to the rock, Bitcoin, it is not. And the instability of South Africa is insane. And so the the government instability. So you can sit there and blame the government all day long, or you can take action, get into Bitcoin. Because as he said, the more Bitcoin your family will have when it all plays out, if, if you get into Bitcoin now, if you've already gotten yourself into that mentality I am valuing my wealth in Bitcoin. I'm trying to get more Bitcoin. There's so many of you schmoes out there that are just like, "Oh man, yeah, I sold all my Bitcoin for fiat. It's so great. Yeah, got more dollars." No, that's not the way to think about it. First of all, if you again, if you bought through Coinbase, you owe the United States government a lot of uh, taxes, like right now, and they will be contacting you. In fact, did I ever tell you the story of someone that I personally have met in person? Now I haven't told this story because I to tell it. It would have when I met the person, it would have given away a lot of who the person was. I don't want to tell who this person was. And I forgot the exact numbers. He did real well um, on an altcoin, and he also got lucky with some B-cash, he admitted to me. Um, but he didn't think – you know, he valued his wealth in fiat. He didn't think about the short-term capital gains tax as opposed to long-term. And within less than a year of making millions of dollars on paper – he sold a bunch of Bitcoin and ended up owing the IRS over $1 million. And he wrote a check to the IRS for over $1 million. And again, had he valued his wealth in Bitcoin totally, he would have just, you know, got everything in the Bitcoin, stood still with his Bitcoin, known that in the long run, because again, he had to write the IRS a check for a million dollars. He didn't, he still hasn't bought the dream house that he was thinking about and all that stuff. Um, maybe he can afford it now. I don't know, but that really didn't—it didn't feel good to, at this point in his life, to to cut the the IRS a check for a million dollars. And it might have been—it was more than a million. I forgot the exact number right now. Again, it was because he couldn't wait more than a year, uh, and he was dealing in fiat. There are two different things, but they're very much interrelated here when we're talking about American citizens. And again, the bottom line of me telling this whole story is: Who cares about how if it's worth? $8 million on paper, if it's worth $2 million on paper, that's diddly compared to you gotta be thinking about past the year 2020. Okay. You gotta be thinking against so you're trying to get as much Bitcoin as possible because as Matt Odell points out, especially in these developing countries. You're gonna, you're, you're not gonna care about your darn currency anymore. You're gonna be glad that you were in the rock. You were in Bitcoin. All right. So now your wealth in Bitcoin. Thank you, Matt Odell, for that reminder. Again, I am TechBalt on Twitter. Matt Odell is also on Twitter. He's just a great person to follow. T e c h b a l t. That is how you spell my Twitter handle. All right. And remember, check out the links below. Get your Trezor, get your T shirts, all sorts of affiliate links I got going on, baby. Because, dude, I'm in motion. And that's what this is all about, baby. It's about all of you being in motion, making yourselves better people, not just sitting there and complaining and trolling and whatever. Again, it's about being productive, being true to yourself. All right. Remember, I will be in Santiago, Chile, starting on Friday morning. All right. So I'll see. I'll be there for two months. I'm in Baltimore right now. Yeah. All right. Bang that bell button if you need reminders when this thing comes on. All right. But anyway, who cares when this thing comes on live? You can watch it anytime at disruptmyshow.com. I want to mention, you know, someone that's in motion is a guy named Jay Lee Porter. Now, I don't know if he's in the chat right now. I think he's known as Crypto Giant also. He sent me his book, Crypto Shrugged. Now, I haven't read the book yet, obviously. it is just um, It just arrived at my mailing address, my My, (laughs) that I still have, I have multiple mailing addresses in Baltimore. I don't, I sold my house in Baltimore, but anyway, there's ways you can send stuff to me in Baltimore. And I just got this thing, this great uh, book. And I want to say this dude is truly in motion. This guy is truly a crypto legend, in fact. And why is he a crypto? Because everybody in crypto, you know, everyone's got, everyone in Bitcoin is special in a certain way. This guy is the tallest man in Bitcoin he is 7 foot 3. He is the crypto giant. Um, you can do a Google search and see how few people on this planet are over 7 feet tall. And to be uh, to be 7 foot 3, um, there's even obviously less people that are 7 foot 3 and taller. And I haven't met him in person. He's in South in South America right now. He obviously sticks out there. People take pictures of him all the time. It's, he he says, "I'm a giant. He is a giant." He can't if he he can't go on a plane. Um, He has to sit in first class, but it can only be a certain length. Uh, The the plane can only be in the air for a certain amount of time. But he is so tall, he cannot fit into a bathroom. He can't fit into a plane bathroom. He's a great guy. I really have enjoyed talking to him on on Twitter. And again, you can get his book at CryptoShrug.com. I link to it below, CryptoShrug.com. He's the tallest man in Bitcoin. And I should I should definitely get him on on the show one day. He's going to be in Asia soon, and he'll be in Asia for a very long period of time. Because again, he once he gets to a, a place, he can't really leave a place unless it's on a boat. Um, because he is he is a giant. He's a true giant. A true giant. I mean, you know, he he looks down on Shaquille freaking O'Neal. I mean, that's uh, that's something right there. So uh, here's his book. I, I'm proud to. I I'll, I'll get to it one of these days. I'll read but but I know some of you guys do like to read things like that and uh he's a definitely interesting story and this isn't his story this is a work of fiction actually. So um well about I think someone who travels around, someone with no home, you know, kind of like me and kind of like him. He doesn't have a, a full-time home anymore either. He's done well with uh with Bitcoin in his life also and and what a life this dude has has lived obviously to be a seven, to be a giant, to be a true giant. And uh, that's awesome. All right. So moving on. And and another reason I bring it up is because, you know, I've talked about in the past, you know, how elite, how few people on earth will own 10 Bitcoin or 50 Bitcoin or even one Bitcoin eventually to be one in 21 million or, or, or one in 2 million. This guy, in terms of his height, I mean, he... He is elite in like he might be like the equivalent of someone who owns like 10,000 Bitcoin in, t- in terms of his height, how rare his height is on this planet. How rare of an individual he is. And again, yeah, he's the tallest man in, in Bitcoin. I mean it has to be he has to be. All right uh, so speaking of uh, we, we, we spoke of Caitlin uh, Caitlin long beforehand being on the show. Farzan Asani was also on the show and I want to read a tweet of his. And again, we, we bring you the best guests in the space on the uh This Week in Bitcoin show every freaking Friday. So tune tune in every Friday. I'm gonna have to get a uh, crypto giant Jay Lee Porter on the freaking show, man. Um I mean, yeah, that, that would be a good that would be a good uh This Week in Bitcoin guest, you know. Tell us what's going on in uh and he's in a South American country I've never been to before. So okay, but let me let me read you about uh I'm blending too many subjects here. Farzan's Farzan, Farzam's tweet. Blockchains do not remove the need for re- for reconciliation between the physical and digi- digital worlds. Blockchains do not remove settlement risk with physical assets. Holding a private key of a digital bearer asset representing a physical asset doesn't make the physical asset a bearer asset. Dude yeah, you can't put – basically, you can't – all these people saying you can put physical assets on the blockchain. That's why you can't, okay? All right, go on, moving on. And he's, again, a great dude. Follow him. Link to, link to below. Aaron Von Weirdem is another person who's been, obviously, on this week in Bitcoin Show before. He's got a new Bitcoin Magazine article, Privacy co- Battle Privacy Coins. Why Monero is hard to beat and hard to scale, I believe it's called. All right, so check that out. I, okay, so I referenced the Australian Bitcoin uh, auction of the year 2016. Um, and that was something I talked about a lot back then, if you were following me then. And I linked to one of the winners of the Australian Bitcoin au- auction. Now, when this auction, we don't know how much they paid for each Bitcoin. But this address, this person, was a, obviously a wealthy person, if Bitcoin was around $700 then, okay? He got 2,000 Bitcoins. Okay, 2000 Bitcoin in June of 2016. Okay, when it was worth around $700. I linked to the address below. You can see it for yourself. I also linked to the Bitcoin rich list address linked to below. This address is this number 644th, 644th richest address of all of Bitcoin. That doesn't mean he's the 644th richest Bitcoin holder. He's actually much higher up than that. He's, because some of those addresses belong to exchanges, and some people uh, control multiple addresses that are that high. This dude is one of the wealthiest Bitcoin holders of them all, okay? He's got 2,000 freaking Bitcoin. He hasn't moved his Bitcoin at all since that day. He hasn't. That Bitcoin has gone up in value 10x in terms of, of dollars, okay? He hasn't touched that stuff, okay? Hasn't touched it at all. So, for all you people saying, oh, it's so hard to have a strong hand, I gotta trade, I gotta buy an altcoin, I gotta do this, that, and the other with my Bitcoin. You look at this dude's address and you think to yourself, am I a freaking civilized person or am I a freaking animal that can't control himself? Because this dude's got 2000 freaking Bitcoin, hasn't moved it at all. Strong freaking hand, the very definition. This Australian dude, man, he's out there beating the living but Jesus at a crocodile Dundee with his strong freaking hand, okay? I mean, he's picked that strong freaking hand through every freaking crocodile, ripping out the hearts, eating them. Dude, actually that's not too civilized, is it? But no, he is the most civilized. He is civilized because he's got the self-control. He's got that and that is true. If you, if you want to be successful in life, you want to be civilized. You, you want to have self-control. You want to have long-term thinking. You don't want to give in to crowds and mobs. You've got to think long-term. And clearly, this is a prime example of a person who understands a concept. I wish I knew that guy. Uh, the concept of strong hand, long-term thinking. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. He's not trying to mess with the Australian tax authorities and, and whatnot, trying to get Australian dollars. No, he knows his two thousand freaking Bitcoin is just an unbelievable asset. Unbelievable that you got freaks out there, you know they're wishing they had point 0.1 now. He's got twenty thousand times that amount. Unbelievable. So you can check it out for yourself. It's real. That link is real. That you can't. That public address is freaking real. That story is the ultimate strong hand tale. And all of you. Who are strong hands, and all of you that are thinking 2020 like that guy is, or 2024, be proud of yourselves, people, because you got—you're not some impulsive freaking beast. You're—you're you're a civilized, long-term thinker who's going to be very, very successful. Who's already probably very, very successful in life. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Um. And yeah, dude. And that guy was already a wealthy person beforehand. If he could—he could have he afforded two thousand Bitcoin at that time. The rich get richer. Don't be a hater. Try to be like the rich, okay? Try to be like that guy. And don't go, don't don't go out there and try to flip it for some Ethereum, Monero, Litecoin, whatever, all the nonsense, EOS, you know, Jizos. I don't know what, what's next. <laughs> no, just, just stick with your Bitcoin. All right. So, hey, but you know what? And you know what? He's been holding that Bitcoin at that one address, controlling his private key. He's got all this B cash, B gold. Maybe he signed up for B-Rodium. I don't know. Because again, one of the benefits of being a holder that these all these trader freaks don't talk about because they got all their money at Poloniex and whatnot. <laughs> you know, they're tra- oh, yeah, Poloniex is safe to keep all my Bitcoin there. Sure, sure it's safe, dude. Yeah, you'll, you, 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 you obviously don't remember Cripsy. <laughs> Google Cripsy, all you newbies, and learn real quick what can happen to your your all your precious coins when you let some third party hold them. But speaking of crypto dividends... There are the airdrop version of crypto dividends also, and a lot of us signed up for one called B-Rodium back in January. Well, here according to Andy Hoffman, he says, and I linked to this below, B-Rodium launched just weeks away. So hey, for those of us who signed up for it, you know, by just holding Bitcoin, we're going to get this free b Rhodium if we signed up properly. There we go. We're going to get it real soon. And the people at B-Rodium actually tweeted out this tweet. You can check it out yourself. Last chance to claim B-Rodium for those who registered before um, January 10th. If you missed the claim deadline or you are one of 767 who were beyond the limit, there will be one more chance to claim from September 22nd for one week. Uh, Same ratio, 10 to 1. Okay, I know there's some people out there who have said to me and others, "Hey, I, I messed up or I didn't have time to claim." Check out that tweet, you know, figure it out from there. All right. So um, remember, at the end of the show, you're gonna see squares. Click out, come up on the uh, on the on the screen. Click on them, and we're almost at the end of the show. Here's something. Oh no, I wanted to mention. I mentioned this on Saturday show. I know not everybody watched the Saturday show. Uh, there's a guy who came up with something called GodCoin. He actually just owns the trademark for it. He didn't make up a coin. It was just more of a concept. And his trademark runs out in October. And he says he will give it to anyone who will run with it. Um, God willing, someone will take it and run. Blockchain sacred, blockchain sacred books, transparent charity, anything. Anything that's related to good deeds. He's willing to give it away, the, the uh, trademark. Again, if you if you're interested in this type of thing, you can email me at adam at trezorhelp.com. You can also email me there if you need a crypto consultation, if you need help setting up your Trezor. Um, but this guy wants to give away his uh, God coin trademark. Okay, good luck. So uh, he's a nice guy. Uh, I've met him in person. He's a good guy. So uh, here's the final thing I mentioned yesterday that I want to mention again. And remember, people, pound that freaking like button. This has been this has been a fun show, real fun show. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is from the New York Times. Wall Street and big tech, watch out for Elizabeth Warren. I interviewed the Massachusetts Senator last, last night in Washington for a times talk on the 10th anniversary of the, global, of, the, of the global financial crisis. On her mind was reigning in two of America's most powerful industries. On wanting to break up the big banks, she said, oh yeah, give me a chance. So, okay, you know, Elizabeth Warren is one of these power-hungry sociopaths that thinks that you've got to interfere with private business and you've got to break them up and that's going to solve the problems. And that's going to, you know, they, she, I mean, again, it's a way to get votes, you know, the scapegoat. That's easy. That appeals to the masses. Blame all your problems on the big banks and then they're going to break them up and that's going to make everybody rich, right? No, no, that's not what's going to happen at all. That That is that's terrible. You know, if you take personal responsibility, if you don't like these big banks, buy Bitcoin. Okay. That's how you fight them. Eventually they're going to come to us. They're going to be forking our asset and making us wealthier. And they, hey, maybe they'll become wealthier too. Who cares? Don't be jealous of them. Don't be bitter toward them where you think you've got to put a gun to their head and say, you're splitting your bank in two right now because this fake American Indian says you have to. No, you're not. <laughs> Fill that freaking light button, baby. No, I don't like politics at all, but I had to say that one. Um, so yeah, personal responsibilities of new counterculture people. Don't rely on these uh, liars and sociopaths and politicians to solve your problems. They're not going to solve your problems. Breaking up J.P. Morgan isn't going to solve your problems. Take your personal responsibility, built better in yourself, opting out of the system, getting into Bitcoin, being in motion. This is going to help you out. You're going to be a positive person. You're, you're not going to be looking around, looking to, to people to blame, looking, look, getting getting stuck on certain issues, being bitter about certain things. Again, these 10 last 10 years have been a time to be happy, have been a time to be in motion. It's been a positive period. It was something bad happened, but so many positive opportunities came out of it. And again, if you missed out on the positive opportunities, don't be bitter about it. Don't be in motion. You've got 10 better years in front of you coming up, man. So that's all I got to say. Keep it on the positive, people. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the link section below. I will say hi to you guys in the chat right now. Strong hands.